What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Monday, December 13th, and we are living high off the results of week 14 of the NFL slate, which did not feature any of your Miami Dolphins, but featured plenty of action that was beneficial to your Miami Dolphins, and that's what we're tackling today on the show. Let's get it. You are Locked On Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day, and we are living high, my friends, because week 14, with the exception of Monday Night Football between two teams that are completely inconsequential to the Dolphins this season, has come and gone. And with it brought uh, a number of game results across the AFC landscape that really have aligned well for the Dolphins to this point in the season. Now, Miami, obviously, we are talking about this from a playoff implication standpoint. If Miami wins their final four games, the postseason is going to be looking very probable. It is not guaranteed. However, you could still see the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, the Los Angeles Chargers finish with 10 wins and not win their respective divisions. And if that happens, that materializes, well, then. Miami could potentially be looking at heartbreak at the end of the year yet again. But as we look at this conference picture right now, a couple of notables, the New England Patriots on a bye, the Indianapolis Colts on a bye, the Baltimore Ravens, a team Miami beat on Thursday Night Football at Hard Rock Stadium, lost to the Cleveland Browns after losing quarterback Lamar Jackson in the first half of the game. The Ravens have lost two in a row, and they are two and three in their last five. Lamar Jackson has, quite frankly, not looked the same since that performance against the Dolphins in primetime football. The Ravens are going to play the Packers next week, which Green Bay put 45 on Chicago last night, and now... You know, Baltimore potentially looking at 8-6 and six could be a team that Miami is eyeing in the standings, depending on if Miami takes care of their own business, which is important to note. As a team, they could potentially pass because the AFC North is very crowded with the Ravens at 8-5, and five, the Browns and Bengals at 7-6, and six, and the Steelers at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. Pittsburgh, of course, lost on Thursday night to the Minnesota Vikings. The Cincinnati Bengals falling to the San Francisco 49ers in a game that had a lot of Dolphins fans' attention for a number of reasons. You know, Obviously, Miami owns the first-round draft choice of the San Francisco 49ers, so that was the silver lining. San Francisco, if they lose, okay, your draft slot gets better, even though there's a team that's in front of you uh, who picked up a win in the, the AFC conference standings. And it was, you know, Bengals and Dolphins fans have kind of had this weird thing on Twitter. And some of it, I think, came back to Joe Burrow and then it, and Tua Tagovailoa, And then it came back the following year with Jamar Chase versus Jalen Waddle. And 
for whatever reason, you know, playing Cincinnati and beating them in each of the last two years late in the season and, and the way in which Cincinnati handled losing last year was uh, pretty lame as far as I'm concerned, but there, there's like this weird rivalry with Bengals and Dolphins fans. So I would be lying to each and every one of you if I did not take great pleasure, great pleasure in reading the Bengals timeline tweets blowing up that Jamar Chase dropped another pass over the middle. Hat tip to Chase. He did have a nice game, did score two touchdowns in that contest, almost made a brilliant play on a third. But the Bengals were down bad down very bad, and came roaring all the way back. They forced overtime. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase at the end of regulation to tie the game. Cincinnati gets the ball. They kind of turtle up in field goal range. They kick a field goal. San Francisco goes down. Brandon Ayuk makes a great play, wins the football game for the 49ers. So that was cool as a Dolphins fan with this weird rivalry with another AFC team to see them fall to 7-6. and six. But then also, like five minutes later, the Buffalo Bills, they were down bad to Tom Brady and the Bucks. They came roaring all the way back. Josh Allen hurt, puts the team on his back, gets them to overtime, and they punt the ball back to Tom Brady. And just seconds in the 4 o'clock slate after Cincinnati gets their heart broken, the Bills simultaneously also get their heart broken. And the reason I'm, I'm focusing on these two games is those two results have left the AFC conference standings as such. The Patriots and the Titans and the Chiefs are at 9 and 4. The Baltimore Ravens are at 8 and 5 as are the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the top 5 seeds at this point in time. Now, pay attention. Colts 7 and 6, Bills 7 and 6, Browns 7 and 6, Bengals 7 and 6, Broncos 7 and 6. Steelers 6 6 and 1, Raiders 6 and 7, Dolphins 6 and 7. The Dolphins are 13th in the AFC conference standings at this point in time, 13th with one month left to play at six and seven. They have a three and a half game lead on the team that's in 14th. They're also three and a half games out of first place in the conference. This is wild to see this distribution of teams, this distribution of separation, this close to the end of the year. By the way, the team that's just on the outside looking in. The Cleveland Browns in the eight seed right now at seven and six. One of this plethora of teams, five teams that are seven and six in the conference. They are four and five in the AFC conference, as are the Miami Dolphins. That's an important one to note for potential tiebreakers down the road. But you look at some of these teams that are in front of Miami right now. The Bills are two and three in their last five games. Obviously, Miami has won five in a row. The Bills are two and three. The Bengals are two and three. The Steelers are one, three, and one in their last five. And the Las Vegas Raiders are one and four in their last five games. There are not a lot of teams in this pack that have a lot of momentum. As a matter of fact, the only teams that have a winning record over the last five games out of that seven and six to six and seven block, that's half the conference. The Colts are 4 and 1, the Browns are 3 and 2, the Broncos are 3 and 2 and the Dolphins are 5 and 0. Oh. And then you piggyback that and you look at the remaining strength of schedule. Miami has two games remaining on the schedule against teams with losing record. This they are each of the next two games, the Jets at home and then a primetime date on Monday Night Football with the New Orleans Saints. 
who played the Jets in a preview of each of our next two opponents and handily won by a score of 30 to 9. The Saints, by the way, are also 6 and 7 at this point in time, and they are 1 and 4 in their last five games. They play at Tampa Bay next weekend. So I don't really care about like who you're playing right now. Miami had some rough bounces of the ball that have left some meat on the bone. Because, boy, man, I, I really do not want to sit here and think about what would have happened if we would not have let either the Raiders and the Jaguars or the Jaguars or, and Falcons games get away from us. You'd be 8-5. and five. You'd be the 16 in the playoffs right now with a month to play, and you play Jets and Saints the next two. But, of course, that's not the bed we made. So we gotta we got to live and sleep in the bed we made, which is a messy, messy affair. You know what else is messy? When you got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you watch your sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So as we look ahead to week 15, here are the notable matchups. Of course, for the Dolphins, you play the Jets at home. You have to take care of business. No questions asked. Point blank, period. You must win this football game or all of this conversation that we started this morning, this afternoon, depending on when you're listening, is for nothing. You must win this football game. But even then, it's really, you are waiting for the rest of the conference to play itself out. Miami right now, according to 538, has a 10% playoff likelihood at 6-7, and seven, entering into Week 15. A win against the Jets only pushes their playoff likelihood to 11%. So there's not a lot of leverage for Miami. They are very much dependent upon those teams around them. The good news is if you look at some of the other critical games, the Ravens are hosting the Packers, potentially without Lamar Jackson. That is a critical game. If Green Bay wins that contest, that adds just as much juice to Miami's playoff odds as a win for the Dolphins would. The Indianapolis Colts are facing the New England Patriots in Indianapolis. If New England beats Indianapolis, that also provides juice to Miami's playoff odds, equal to the leverage that Miami is searching for with a win. If the Buffalo Bills were to somehow find a way to lose to the Carolina Panthers, it would add four times as much playoff likelihood to the Dolphins as a Dolphins win would this week. Buffalo losing to Carolina would offer them 4% boost in playoff odds. The Broncos are playing the Bengals in Denver. This is another one of those weird, critical games in the conference, but doesn't really 
provide any value for Miami because one of these seven and six teams here is going to move to eight and six. That's the bad news. The good news, somebody's going to end up seven and seven. The Cleveland Browns are playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Dolphins should be hoping for a Browns win at this point, given the fact that the Raiders have a head-to-head win over the Dolphins. And a Raiders loss would push them to 6-8 and eight and effectively eliminate them from the postseason. Not mathematically, but they would be all but done. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Tennessee Titans. Miami doesn't have a lot of playoff leverage to be gained in this contest either. But if the Steelers were to win, it would boost Miami's playoff odds by 1%. In all, just working through all the game scenarios over at 538, the best possible combination of outcomes that I could find for the Dolphins in Week 15 would move their playoff odds from 10% to 18% right now, nearly double. Those outcomes are as followed. The Green Bay Packers win in Baltimore against the Ravens. The New England Patriots win in Indianapolis against the Colts. The Kansas City Chiefs win in Los Angeles against the Chargers. The Buffalo Bills somehow managed to find a way to lose at home against Carolina. The Tennessee Titans lose in Pittsburgh to the Steelers. The Dolphins defeat the New York Jets. The Denver Broncos beat Cincinnati in Denver. And the Cleveland Browns win at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. And for some reason, I got a little bit of juice out of the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Houston Texans in Jacksonville. Those combinations combined are going to result in nearly a doubling of Miami's playoff likelihood entering into Week 16. So that is, based off the numbers of 538 and what I've been compiling, what we need to be rooting for. If all of that happens, and then the Dolphins win against New Orleans the following week without factoring in any other game results, their playoff odds are up to 30%. Okay? Pretty... I don't say it's not an outrageous ass. Now, of course, the Buffalo Bills losing to Carolina is this week's long shot. The following week was, um, or this previous week was the Giants beating the Chargers. It was a long shot ask. But again, silver lining. The Bills play at New England the following week. Some of these other teams, Baltimore, Cincinnati, play each other. The following week, the Browns go at Green Bay, play the Packers. The Broncos playing the Raiders. following week, playing the Chargers. A lot of ball game left, guys. So Miami needs to take care of business, but they can't do that without figuring what in the hell is going on with their running back situation. It's reported yesterday that the Dolphins will be bringing in Lamar Miller for a workout amid some... Uh, let's just say availability issues with the offensive backfield. Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, COVID-19 reserve list. Patrick Laird, IR. Philip Lindsay, missed last week's game with an ankle injury. 
So apparently Dolphins don't feel too comfortable or too confident that the uh, availability issues that are currently present in the offensive backfield are going to comfortably sort themselves out in time for Miami's next contest. Now that's the bad news. Here's the good news. I don't think it really matters all that much. Because you haven't found consistent production in any phase of the position from any player in the room to this point in the season. Show me the lie. Miles Gaskin has regressed dramatically as a pass protector. He's not seeing the point of attack particularly well to anticipate. Savan Ahmed, they've hardly used it all this year. Fun story, UDFA. Can hardly sniff the field despite the fact that he's a more dynamic runner because he's not as good as Miles Gaskin on passing downs. Patrick Laird's on IR. Patrick Laird's also been an afterthought for the season as well. Philip Lindsay was brought in last week and looked good. Well, hopefully he could play because if he can, I'd give him all I'd give him all the touches, all the carries if he's healthy enough to do it. Miami, unfortunately, is not a team that is built and constructed to successfully and consistently pound the rock. So this is the manifestation of Miami's ideologies coming to light before our eyes. They say running backs are fairly replaceable, they don't matter, or at least that's how this regime has treated that position for the entirety time of them being here. And now, it's true. Because you don't have somebody to hang your hat on. All of these guys are effectively interchangeable. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's sustainable long term. I think you're going to need somebody who's more dynamic. Or at least go out and get a guy like Leonard Fournette. Who bullied the Buffalo Bills yesterday. Amid the absolutely positively delicious quick succession of heartbreak for Bengals and Bills fans. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. With so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Built bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down mall doors and stand in lines amidst other holiday shoppers. So make sure you have the endurance and energy to last with Bilt Bar. People are so passionate about Bilt Bar. We want to make sure you have the forewarning ahead of time. Don't bring them to your holiday get-togethers because people are going to throw down trying to get themselves their, their hands on these A1 top-of-the-first-round Bilt Bars. But in case you do and you lose out on a couple, tell Santa to throw extra in your stocking this year. Right now, you can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That is built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Perhaps you want to buy yourself a couple extra boxes this season. You can win a little money over at Bet Online to cover yourself. BetOnline has you covered all season long with props, odds, and lines more so than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. 
in basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. By the way, I just so happened to realize what else today is. It's Jets Hate Week 2.0. Happy Jets Hate Week, everybody. And thankfully, unlike the Jets, we got a little something to play for. This game's got a little juice. We should be excited. Playing rookie Zach Wilson. It looked okay. Not not what he looked like against the Jet, the Eagles the week prior. But he looked okay. It'll be a good test. I don't know if you guys remember, but when we first started playing Sam Darnold, who was the last long-term franchise quarterback of the, the New York Jets, you kind of got a sense pretty quickly, like, like ooh, Sam, Sam doesn't see this defense well. That's kind of the polar opposite of what's going on with that team up north in western New York. And every time that quarterback plays, it's like, ooh, yeah, he sees us real well. So I am very interested in how Zach Wilson matches against Miami's defense this week. I would love to see the kitchen sink, the bathtub, the washer and dryer, the refrigerator, the foundation of the house, all of it thrown at Zach Wilson on Sunday. Keep this kid guessing. That's what I would love to see. Something else you love to see, however, and it's, um, it is on a serious note. It's uh, a, a Dolphins fan from the Midwest, a king of Finland, F-I-N, land, Finland, on Twitter. Uh, he lost his home over the weekend to the tornadoes that came through the Midwest, and uh, 2020, Miami Dolphins, or I guess technically it was 2021. 2020, 2021 Miami Dolphins fan of the year, Dolphins fan of the year, Ian Berger, uh, who does some stuff for, for Dolphins Talk, uh, had put together a GoFundMe for King of Finland, uh, a.k.a. Ben, and his fiance Anna. And over the course of the weekend, this GoFundMe that was set up by Ian uh, had raised over $15,000 as of this morning for Ben and Anna. And I just wanted to shout out A, Ben and Anna, and let them know that we here on Locked On Dolphins are thinking of you guys in this difficult time, and we are glad you guys are safe and okay. And I hope that this mention uh, can continue to, you know, help make sure you guys have the resources you need to, to get on your feet and push forward. And I want to shout out Ian uh, for putting together the GoFundMe in the first place. And I want to shout out everybody who shared it, everybody who donated, because damn it, is it cool to see this fan base amidst all of the arguments and debates and the silly Twitter feuds and the indecisiveness that we have and willingness to, to kind of fight each other on social over 
Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle, and Penny Sewell, and Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pitt, like all of that. See everybody kind of come together and help one of our own that's in need. And that is why I am a super, super proud member of this fan base. So shout out to everybody involved. Ben and Anna were thinking of you. Ian, thanks for setting up the GoFundMe. And Dolphins Nation, shout out to you guys because you all stepped up in a big, big way. And our community should be proud of the effort that was put forth to help one of our own. That's going to do it for us today on the show. Make sure you keep it locked and loaded. It's Jets Hate Week 2.0. Very, very much looking forward uh, to exploring what Miami needs to do differently than the first time around to help them amidst their push back to 500 and potentially keeping an eye on the postseason picture. Who'd have thought we'd be here on December 13th? Not me. Not two months ago. And yet here we are. So let's enjoy the ride. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.